For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back, baby. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher, Tasopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Crider, the Quan Cosby. Get your horns up, gentlemen. We have a very special guest today. Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through it all. Maxwell Award, Davey O'Brien Award, <laughs> Manning Award, Chick Harley Award, Johnny Unitas, Golden Arm Award. I didn't even know they had that. That's dope. Big 12 <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year Award. He's the two-time. This was actually, honestly, Colt, my most, uh, not to give it away who you are, but the most impressive, <laughs> the most impressed two-time Walter Camp Award winner, the only person to do it since Archie Griffin. Very cool. Also Archie Griffin Award winner, Fiesta Bowl MVP, Holiday Bowl MVP, Alamo Bowl MVP, Big 12 Freshman of the Year. His number is retired for the greatest university of all time. I'm no dispute. I won't go through the records because we have to get to the interview itself. Uh, it may be the coolest part of his football career. He was the QB one for the Quan Cosby, which is pretty dope for us. Uh, he's a father's career in the NFL husband. Great dude. Colt McCoy joining the show. Colt, welcome, my friend. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. This is this is awesome. What I need is um, I need y'all back in Texas. You need to go get Rachel, get the kiddos. Get a cush job with the university, hang out in Austin, and and we can go play some golf. So, um, oh, uh, that's, we need to work on that. He yeah, needs some, he needs some golf like, buddies. I haven't, you know, not playing this year. My body at this point in the season, like in Christmas, has never felt this good. Like, mm. yeah, I mean, I'm getting out of bed, <laughs> kind of spry. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling good. Do you think so, a year so off you're that. still in Arizona? Have you been golfing over there? Yeah. Uh, golf. I mean, this is the golf mecca out here. Yeah. I say golfing. It's like you can slip in 30 minutes on the range while you're in between kid pickups and drop offs. <laughs> you know, throw a little podcast on, and and then you know, so so playing golf like 18 holes, not not very often, but you know, it's just nice. Everywhere, you, it, everywhere you look, it's golf courses. It makes you a little bit jealous with four kids, but it's mm-hmm. I still get out there a, a little bit, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's not just golf courses. It's some of the best courses in the freaking country. So it's the golf I love course. Scottsdale golf, man. It's, it's, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank God Q's where he is, man. He would literally be there 24-7 hustling people, <laughs> hustling people for money. It's hard enough. I'm in the office now. I came in. They were like, what are you doing here? It's hard, it's hard enough for them to get me in this office in Austin, let alone. Scottsdale, they're screwed. I would never be there. Game over. Well, he needs some competition, Cole, because I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but there's other certain foreign players that he apparently beats up on so he needs someone he needs uh, someone know, to a, a ragpo griffin dj they take some males around it i mean <laughs> none of those guys play professional baseball 
That's true. That's true. <laughs> Not That's, even close. Hey, yeah, well, we saw you on PMT the other day talking Arch. Um, and you know, you've obviously been yeah. very involved, you know, in the university as like, you know, that's like, I guess the beautiful thing about Texas, it's very welcoming to the alumni and it's very welcoming and allows and wants people to stay involved. It wants people to stick and be a part of it. Uh, what have you thought about this, I guess, recruiting cycle and thought about Sark and the, the culture that he's implemented this year. And there are any similarities you've seen between Sark and Mac Brown. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the landscape of college football has changed a bunch, right? Like mm -hmm. just NIL and the portal and the transfers and, you know, it just seems like everything is really pretty gray, not a whole lot of black and white. You know, when we were in school, you know, Quan had all the money. He didn't share. You know, he come <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, truth. I knew this was going to be great. Sure. Truth comes out, baby. <laughs> we, got, we got one meal a day from the NCAA, you know, from school, you know. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but I think Sark has done a really nice job. I, I mentioned this to somebody the other day. Like I said, Harbaugh and Sark mm. have an edge. And, and and my point is like those guys have coached in the NFL and coached at a high level in the NFL. And the NFL is a much more um, corporate world where, you know, there's lots of transactions. There's lots of contracts. There's lots of, you know, guys are on one year deals. Some guys are on, you know, longer, longer deals. Uh, but you're, you're, you're really across the board outside of three or four players. Everybody's on a one year contract in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Now that seems to be the case uh, in college football. Right. And so from, from my take, you know, outside looking in, like, I feel like Harbaugh and, and Sark, this is right up their alley. They've experienced this. They know this. I want these and these and these players and like, you know, I'm going to coach the team and we're going to, we're going to do it right. And the alumni have stepped in, you know, the collective has done a really, really nice job. And, you know, Sark's able to like put his staff together and coach and recruit and do what he does best and not have to worry about it. And I think Harbaugh is the same way because they, they know, they know the game and it, they know what it's gearing towards. It's gearing towards the NFL. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that Texas, um, we, we sort of got lucky with that, like, you know, looking back. Right. And I think Sark has done a phenomenal job of you know, building a team, building a culture, like, you know, the difference between us this year and last year is that we, we won the close games and we won the games that we're supposed to win. And, you know, we had a, you know, a few conference games at Houston, BYU at home, where it's like, you know, you get up big and then you, you're like, you know, it's a nail biter at the end, but let's <laughs> figure out to win those games. And then all of a sudden, you know, playing at Iowa State, playing Texas Tech, playing Oklahoma State, like you can see our team just peaking at the right time. And, you know, for me, like I haven't been around the program that much. I'm, I'm out here in Arizona. I've been in the NFL for a long time. Like I, this by far has been the most fun team to watch from, uh, from afar. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the Sugar Bowl just like everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, like I think, Quan, you even said this is the most fun team we've had. And I, don't, I don't think it's a hot take since you guys were suiting up, you know, and, and you bring it. And it's something we discuss on our show, winning these close games. And I'm glad you threw the games after because it's not like we won these close games and those other games continue to stay close and we continue to play in nail biters and eventually unraveled and let it catch up to us. 
We played in those nail biters. We learned from our mistakes. I saw an article today talking about how Sark adjusts and his in-game adjustments and his week-to-week adjustments and his ability. I mean, we were watching a game the Red uh, the against the Red Raiders. No, against the sorry, Oklahoma State Cowboys. And some they did a trick play, and one of the guys I was staying next to, he's like aren't you worried that they're not saving that? Cause we were up. Aren't you worried? We're not saving that, you know, against for like against Washington, if we make it to the playoffs. I'm like, you haven't been watching, bro. You don't understand. He has one of these every week. This is his MO. He comes ready to, he comes ready to play with new stuff every damn week. And it's really great to see us not only win the nail biters, but after we play those nail biters, get in there and take care of business. And I think, you know, Quan has said, and I'd love to hear from you called how important it was for when you guys needed to show up and put a stamp on a game and really show the nation what you guys meant, like you guys delivered on that. And that really is a team that's ready to be a championship caliber team. What have you seen with these guys that reminds you of y'all's team that got there? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think we were fortunate that, um, you know, by the time Quan and I got to school, like they had won 10 games a year for like mm-hmm. 10 years. Right? <laughs> the, the expectation was like, you know, there there was a standard. There was, there it, you showed up and you worked and and you didn't want to let anybody down. You didn't want to let you know your teammates down, the school down, the coaches. Like, it it, it was this ever the. It didn't matter. Like you were gonna, your goal was to win the state championship, win the bowl game, get to the national championship, right? Win the Big Twelve, right? Like, and that that was proven. Um, and so. F- for us, like we just kind of jumped right in line with that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we went, you know, my first two years playing, we went 10 and three and it was like, I didn't want to go to class. Like <laughs> people were not happy. Like that's why you didn't want to go to class. It was, it, was like, <laughs> you know, it was like, you let, it was like you let everybody down. Yeah. You know? Which and is crazy because we had just won the national championship, my red shirt year. And then you go, you only went, you go 10 and three. And it's like, man, like everybody hates us. Jesus. Now I feel like, I feel like that is, that's changing. Right. I don't want to say like Texas is back. No, I just, I feel like there's a standard and an expectation now. Right. And it's starting to match up with like how the fans always see Texas football. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's been fun to watch. Everyone's engaged. Um, you know, coach Sark is awesome at calling plays. Our defense figures it out and we just, you know, it, it, it's been fun to watch. And hopefully that lasts, hopefully like they've built that back to where it is. I mean, think about the, you've been through three head coaches and coaching changes and recruiting cycles. And like, it's really, really hard to give time to, to a coach and to a staff to develop and, um, you know, build exactly their vision of what they want and mm-hmm. thank goodness like it's all worked out and we are where we are and sark has done a great job and you know we're in sugar bowl mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. not that pressure isn't high now but i feel like back then when you guys were playing so much pressure you lose one oh. game you're out of you're out of contention now you can lose a game maybe next year you can lose two games and you can actually mm-hmm. make your way into the playoff so, hell someone's gonna lose three games maybe and still make the playoff because they win their their conference and that pressure, you know, isn't there when it was with you guys. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, I, I 08 was better than 09. Like we were, we were better in 08, like with Quan and like Jordan and our defense, uh, 09, you know, we lacked a lot in a lot of different 
places, but we figured it out and mm-hmm. we, we won some close games and, you know, no doubt we would have like played well in the national championship, but like our away team, like would have gone to the college football playoff and like we were, we were rolling. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just told Tebow when we're in the bro- when we're in Denver, we would have kicked your butt, man. I'm mean, just throwing that out there. <laughs> and, he was, and he brought his rings. I think I've told these guys that I was like, oh, okay. I can't say anything yeah. to that. But no, I I totally agree. And really, the leadership and across the board um, with this crew, man. I, I got a question, especially. I don't keep it. Is even with me being in, in Austin, I'm so dang. I got way too many jobs and. And I do try to give them their distance, but keep in touch with Jay Witt and a couple of the dudes um, with the, the QB fraternity. Because clearly, you know how, you know, you, you're you under Vince's wing and Vince was so good. And y'all have always been real cool. Do, do the guys like Sam, you know, Sam was that dude. He, he's a great Longhorn forever and always will be. This Quinn, is there a level of communication? It's even as busy as you are catching up to me real quick with those four kids, by the way. Um, uh, even as busy as you are, do, do the guys reach out and at times say, Hey, how are you doing? Uh, what do you see this, that, that type of stuff? Yeah, that, that, that's been good, man. Um, there's, there's, there's communication when, that, when there needs to be right. Somebody has an issue or, or a question, or, you know, a lot of that happens in the, um, in the spring, you know, I try to get back for like a practice or two, sit in some meetings, you know, I, I haven't always been able to do that year in and year out, but, you know, we've had kids and travels and, all, you know, all that. But, um, yeah, th- those guys, you know, always have, you know, my, my, my phone is, is available for them. Like, they, you know, um, and Sam was awesome, right? Sam, Sam played, but there's gamer been a lot of, there's been a lot of guys play over, you know, I've been in the league for 14 years. So it's like, I've had a ton of conversation with guys who played, who didn't play. I think, I think the biggest thing now is just it's like the landscape is different, right? Like the NIL has changed the game and we're going to the SEC and like all the all the stuff that's 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 out there. Um so yeah, certainly I'm I make my I've made myself available, you know, all the time and had some really good conversations and been able to give advice when I feel like I can and um you know, but you also don't want to be pushy right you right we all know the pressures of playing quarterback at ut Mm. that's a that's a given so you know that's a real thing by the way i was saying uh, of course this is like the third damn time i've been on mute but um (laughs) and you 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 never have technical difficulties dude (laughs) we never really have technical difficulties ever which is hilarious yeah it's called user it's kind of like my golf game i don't it's user error it's not the club (laughs) You're no, overcorrecting, Quan. You're overcorrecting, man. I'm proud yeah. that you admit that, though, because you'll see people like I love. I love watching sports with people like or a tennis matchup. Someone will look at the rack, and it's like, come on, man. Like, no, you're bro, the, that, you're that the number me. seven player, you know, in the world. Don't be looking at the rack. We all know. <laughs> right. No, I was talking about the NIO area. I said, man, Cole got some money to go. We got some money around there that we need to go collect. Dang it! <laughs> but no, man, I am happy for the dudes and, and what's happening in, in, in that landscape. And, and really, man. It's so weird, and I know you're out there, Cole, but but watch and, and pay attention. Because we haven't even, as a group, talked a, a whole bunch about now that it's here and it's a couple of weeks away. I ain't going to lie. It feels a little weird in Austin having the conversation. And yeah, I'm happy for them, and I, they deserve it, and they work their butts off. But it's cool to see 
and we all feel that way um, to see these guys work their butt off, be as close as our groups were, and to see um, it, it work out the way it did um, on every level, offensive, defensively, to see Rack talk, you know, and Tex and, and Griff, T. Sweat and, and Murphy and those guys and to look out. And that's on so many levels. Texas have had the, the, the Jimmys and Joes. Uh, it's about development and it's about them actually in the NIL era still finding a way to play as a team. And yeah. so that's what they've gotten a lot better at. And kudos to Sark and his staff for um, pushing that perspective. Uh, yeah, I, I would say, I would say from like watching on games on TV and it's like the, the interior play of our team is, is so much improved, like offensive line, defensive line, like Same. they, they, they dominate up front most games and that, that hasn't been the case in in a really really long time. Forever, you know, dude. Look at look at you know the results of that. I yeah. mean that Arkansas game. I think that was like a such a turning point. We go to Arkansas and we're favored. We think we're going to go in and beat them, and we get manhandled in the line of scrimmage. And you see Sark turn around. Okay, Banks Campbell. He starts recruiting dudes left, right, front, and center. We just brought in this three star kid right uh from you know this hey, don't hate on the three stars bro no that's why i don't <laughs> i don't hate on the three star that's why i threw <laughs> colt because I, I here's why i don't hate on the three stars because tavandre sweat three star colt you three star uh murphy three star you have jalen ford is a three star like some of our best players you know burke three star like it doesn't well let's be real the majority of washington who's in the playoff who's undefeated yeah. are three stars what does it matter you know, like it matters about that, development it doesn't matter. It matters about development. Like, and that's what we're, I mean, we're doing that. And like, you saw that in A&M, they got all these five stars. Where are they now? Coach is gone and they're all, they're all gone. But I think he saw that in the trenches and we completely fixed the trenches and we brought in that. We have this three-star kid coming in that I'm really hyped about, you know, and you could give him any star he wants, but he's six foot four. He's 320 pounds. And he's the defensive player of the year in six A in Texas. Oh man. Did you call, did you ever consider, you ever consider like what, what y'all's experience would have been like? In the transfer portal, like how would guys have let? Would you maybe have considered leaving? Like you were a redshirt freshman. I think that's a beauty. We can kind of get into Arch a little bit here. Like the fact that Arch isn't leaving is so great. And there's still like the rumor that Quinn's coming back. I mean, he could play his way into the draft in these coming games, but Arch is not going anywhere as of yeah. now. And he's going to stay for another year. And I want to piggyback off this question a little bit because I was going to bring this up. For we're, we're losing Malik, but for Arch and for Quinn and for the guys coming in, Trey Owens is another quarterback coming in. Like, love him. What as a quarterback do you tell those guys in order to keep them to kind of keep their head in the program and to stay and and not you know bow out anytime soon? Yeah, I mean, I again, it's all it's all different, and I don't know what what they're saying, but I remember you know when I can just go back to what it was when I was in school and Coach Brown, you know always said like you you're constantly competing for your job like there's gonna be people this is texas like there's gonna be people that come in that are are gonna want to play and they're gonna compete with you and like i didn't feel safe at all going into until i was going into like my senior year really you know people forget like i had a couple bad bowl practices i threw a couple interceptions that i shouldn't have thrown when i was a sophomore and like i split time my sophomore year in the holiday bowl and we still won the game but I, like I split time that game. Right. And it was all because coach Brown was like not playing around. And he, he this is a competition. Every, you know, if you don't want to play your best and you know, you're not playing your best and we're going to put the next guy in. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how it's approached now. Um, I know that I was always on edge in college 
Um, hmm. I think it's a great room. I think as as a quarterback at UT, like when I was in school, we always got the, the top recruit, right? The Jevin Sneed, Garrett Gilbert, like all these guys were the, they're the five star number one quarterback or whatever. Yeah. Like it was it, yeah. it was common, right? And so I, I don't think you're scared of that. I don't think you you know are worried about that. I think you go in and you work and you play hard and you learn and yeah, I think Arch is in a great spot. You know, the best thing that ever happened to me was redshirting. I, I mean, I needed it bad. Like Arch is so much more mature and and physically and and mentally. Like he's been around the game his whole life. Like he he's he's ready. I think, mm-hmm. you know. But I think you you'll see much benefit from the redshirt year for him. And I know for me that was the case. Like I, like without the redshirt year, who knows what happened. Um, mm. I needed to get, you know, I grew a couple inches. Like I hit a growth spurt. I, I, I got, I had a front row seat to watching Vince Young lead, you know, our team to the national championship, right? Like that was, it was such a learning year. Um, and it was, it was invaluable. So I, I, I think that Texas, as far as the quarterback position, you know, whether Quinn comes back or not, we're in, we're in great shape, right? Quinn's played phenomenal this year. You look at the, how he played last year to what he's done this year, like, it's just an overall grasp of Sark's offense. I think it's 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 maturity, um, it's uh, footwork and accuracy. Those things those things fall into place the, the more you feel comfortable with what you're doing. And I mean, it's night and day how how he's played. And um, yeah, it's been it's been really fun to watch. Yeah, I'm yeah. tired. Dude, I got to ask you a, a, a random question. Now that I'm back online, <laughs> I, don't, I think it's the freaking weather. I don't know, but. So not, not about the decision, because clearly the decision is made. I'm really fired up for our next year's schedule in the SEC, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I I was in Destin, Florida when all this happened. And I want to know your initial thought when you heard about the move to the SEC. Because I ain't going to lie, I pouted a little bit. I was like, what the? I was like, we're in the Big 12. We, we played in the Big 12. I was a little weirded out by it. Now I'm fired up because I just – where realignment is going to the 12 team playoff and what it all, what, what the residual effects after the move. But what was your initial thoughts when you heard that? Cause I just didn't think we'd kind of hear it in our lifetime, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I think, I think first of all, I think Texas was ahead of the head of the game, right. Kind of seeing what was going to happen to college football and um, being ready to make that move. Like I personally, like I kind of thought we'd go to the big 10 that's what I that's what I had kind of had hmm. my mind on. Um, but you know, the landscape of college football is is adjusting and it's adjusting quick. Like I, I I mean, very quick. And so I the way that we were able to work out the contract and the details and the date and the time we we're gonna move to the SEC, I think again, Texas was ahead of the curve and you know, we're in a position now and, and I think it's I think it's awesome, right? Yeah great football um you see where college football is at now and like you guys mentioned you might slip up once or twice and still have an opportunity to you know sneak in the college football playoffs because of the competition because of the level of play um all those things or you might slip up no time sorry i'll I'll kick to you a sec you might slip up you might slip up no times like florida state and still not get in which i think was a would be a big worry of mine with the way the big 12 is trending to be honest but the way the football is trending in the Big 12 versus the SEC versus the Big 10, and heck, even the, look how the Pac-12 was featured this year. And they are no one watches their games. That is poorly televised television. 
the way the Big 12 was trending, I think that could have been they, they could have been the ACC. We could have gone one more year beating the crap out of the Big 12, and then you know, like I'm not with the 12 team playoff, we're not going to get left out. But I think the way that it was going to be discussed was going to start being like the ACC. I'm, I really think that the the caliber of play was nowhere near the SEC and the Big Ten. As much as but what were you going to say, T? Well, well, I would just throw on to that. I think. Dion in Colorado rejoining the Big 12 changes mm-hmm. the the scope of the Big 12 and how they're going to be talked about and considered in the next few years while the SEC and Big 10 remain, I think, the two powerhouses at the top. But I Unless I, he keep winning four games, let's be real. Right. But he, he's he recruited second, on the line too. He's second in recruits that they brought in in the, in the transfer portal. Doesn't guarantee yeah. that those guys are going to play and be great, but it does sure. bring talented football players in the locker room. Um, I... I just I keep going back though because we're so excited, all, all four of us are Colt, about where we've come this season. And, and Sark has talked on and on and on again about, you know, it's not what we say about the culture, it's about doing it, it's about going through it, it's about winning those close games after losing those close games, right? It's then about stepping up when the limelight is on you and, and dominating game, like Josh was talking about earlier. And you and you talked about when Quan and you got to the program, the winning culture had already been established. Right. But what was it from year to year that kept that culture? If there's anything mm. that stood out to you guys, because I think, you know, we're heading into the SEC next year presents new challenges. We might lose Quinn. We're certainly losing some players on the offensive side. I expect that AD Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, maybe JT, Jatavian Sanders will all be, um, you know, picked in the NFL draft amongst uh, numerous other players as well. So what do they do? or what do they need to do in this off season that can sure up the fact that they can sustain this winning culture? If anything that, that you guys can draw from your experiences from. Yeah, I, I would say it's, it's, it's the players. I mean, coaches can coach. They're going to put you in the right positions. They're going to lead you, you know, from the X's and O's, but it's the players who buy ins, players who lead, the players who, um, you know, ultimately win the games. So, um, I just think we had a good culture of, of leaders, of guys. Um, and then, you know, the older guys set the tone. And that's, that's how it was. And I, I really feel like, um, you know, they're close to being back to, to that form and, you know, starting to win year in and year out. I agree. And I even read a quote, and I, I suck at following recruiting, but it was a linebacker that we flipped from A&M. Yeah, um, Ty Anthony Smith. And what's yeah, his name again? Ty Anthony Smith. So Ty Anthony Smith said that in a nutshell. He said, man, I just, you know, I, I was set over here, but the, the more I visit and the more I watch Texas, not only are they trending in the right direction, mm. but the culture is following. And so ultimately what you're seeing in the close-knit groups and the way they like each other, and today's time, talk about, it, yeah, NIL is different, realignment is different, conference changes, but social media and communication is different. I mean, these kids are in each other's DMs. They're recruiting, oh, yeah. you know, each other. We had to host. You had to come here. We'd host you, and then it'd work itself out or not. No, dude, they're recruiting as much sometimes as their coaches. Um, you, you see um, Stewart, you know, he knows Cook pretty well. I mean, there's so many ways that they're communicating yeah. and letting guys know. I mean, as we all say, there's no better, um, you know, mouthpiece than the guys in the program. And unfortunately, we went about eight years of, the guys in the program saying, pump the brakes. This place is not what you think it is versus mm-hmm. now, you know, seeing it from the top of the mountain. So I, I think that's how you do it. And I think you do it in recruiting. Well, mm-hmm. I think we went a few years of getting 
we just literally had a discussion about the stars that don't matter. And we right. went after that stuff. Now, very similar to Coach Brown. Coach Brown may not have been a first choice, but he was the right choice. Sark may not have been a first choice, but he was the right choice. And I think we're doing that from a player standpoint, too. You talk about two two-way boys on here. You know, we're, we're two, two-way. And I, I get it all the time. How in the world did you get recruited to Texas going to a two-way school? Coach, I don't, I'm sure you do the same. same. And, same. and But Coach Brown, he – he would always get the the best fits and the things that he was looking for in players, and that's why Colt we, we were a part of one of the winningest four years span of Texas history because it was the right fit, it was the right coach, it was the right leadership, and just all those things were aligned for us. So I think that's that's how they continue to do it. And Q, you hit the nail right in the head. I mean, I, I saw on Instagram that uh, Xavier Phyllis Phyllis May, who flipped from Florida over to Texas to five star safety. He was on Instagram Live, and then Colin Simmons joined him, and they're just going back and forth, getting all pumped up, and they're saying together, like, if you want to win, come to Texas. And and then Xavier said, are you you going to be in uh, early enrollee this year? He goes, oh, yeah, I'll see you there. And so, like, they're already excited, like, getting this relationship going before they even met and been on campus. And this is just from a bird's-eye perspective, from what we've all seen and, and, and what we've witnessed from your guys' era, is that you guys all seem so close still. Like – Quan, you, yeah. you're talking about how you were in Vegas with Rack and, and and Jamal Charles and and supporting Derek Johnson and and like you know you and Cole are always catching up you know and like and Ship and all those guys like I, I just feel like this brotherhood just has never been able to um, you know dismiss itself and I feel like I've seen that a lot with athletes that we've interacted with where it's like yeah like I don't really talk to my college buddies that much anymore. But this brotherhood just seems so pure and so so like melted together, and I feel like a lot of that has to do with your culture. Winning, winning cures all, dude. You know what's funny about that? I actually, <laughs> sadly, I can say that's what no, it is, man. Does too. But you know what? I actually take it to another level. You think about Colt two A, me two A, Ship three A, Jermichael three A. We had our wow. core of five A, four A dudes. But when you grow up, you know, in freaking. West Texas, you grew up in East Texas, you grew up where we grew up, and literally everybody and their mom knows you and your mom and your grandparents and your brother and everybody else. You kind of bring that about it. You know, you, you really come to school. And and I, I, it's so weird to me to be in Austin and go to a UT with 52,000. And it felt so much like my championship teams in high school. Mm. And it, it really did. And the level that you support each other, get to know each other. Coach Brown did some cool things to help in that. Cause it's all kinds of things getting pulled at you, but Thanksgiving games talking about what you're grateful for. Typically it was guys saying for that guy, that guy, that guy, wow. you know, and all the above. So I think you see a lot more of that. Uh, Sark and his staff is very intentional. Now they're not getting, they're not getting as many two, a guys and three, a guys, but um, the, the game has changed from that perspective. But really uh, if they do, it's, it's a cultural person and a cultural guy who can also play the game. So I think that, that had, that had a big, role in during our days and i i'm telling you man it's wild to kind of sit back and watch these guys go at it because the, the, there was a time where i'd see one guy walking across campus if i'm on it now i see seven and, and that's Ooh. those little things like that that people mm-hmm. don't see factors into the fourth quarter and trusting the guy next to you right Colt, do you do you still keep up with jim ned high school football are you still plugged <laughs> in there yeah we, we, yeah, we were texting Quan. We texted Quan the other day because my girlfriend's from Albany, and I was state giving champ. Quan giving Quan a little exactly state champs. <sighs> they beat Mart in the two A championship. Yep. So, <laughs> back was, to yeah. back beat us. 
but she said, she said, you know, we used to play Jim Ned all the time growing up. So do you still stay plugged in with that? Yeah, I never lost to Albany. She's a sweet girl. She's a sweet girl. She's catching strays. <laughs> my first ever uh football game, seventh grade, was in Albany. Wow. Yeah. They have awesome. an awesome like rock field, like rock fence that sit, goes around I'll, the state. I'll be there in two days. So I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Hey, I'll, take, back, I'll take a photo. I'll send it to Quan. He'll send it to you. Oh, I think we won, think we won 28 to nothing four tutties. I mean, <laughs> see, that's Albany. Yeah. I knew too. Dude, that's, like, like, oh, this, that's the craziest. I mean, the professional athletes, like they keep, I mean, we have, I, I always go back because it was so bizarre. Like miles Turner, I, I obviously a longhorn when he, we had, we had him on like our, one of our other shows and, we asked him like his favorite moment in sports. He's like little league baseball, fourth grade. I hit two home runs and we're like, dude, like what? How do you remember that? You played a million <laughs> games since uh, looking back at y'all's looking back at your own college careers. Uh, how do you guys feel about it? I know it's kind of like a big series. Like it's a big, it's a loaded question, but maybe how do you feel about it now versus how did you feel about it when you had just left like a year later? Like how has that changed for you guys looking back on like your accomplishments and you know, what y'all had done? Quan looks Quan's happy, Quan's he looks Quan's happy Quan's about it. Yeah. Quan's happy about his. Uh, yeah, I would say looking back, I you know when you when you are in school and you you're faced with the pressure of playing quarterback at UT, you know like that's really all your focus and your focus is week to week. How do we how do we win? How do we like figure this out? And you know then you know, you, you get a lot of accomplishments and it's great, but your your my focus was always on the team and um, winning games and winning bowl games. And I never really thought about the NFL. It's kind of like when I was in high school, like I never dreamed I was going to get to go to college, being in a small town, small place. Um, and so I think now having, um, you know, some years separated and you look, you look back at your time, like, you know, I'm, I'm proud to play with guys like Quan and Jordan and, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I had a coaching staff that really never changed on the offensive side of the ball, right? Mm -hmm. Coach Davis, uh, Coach Brown. Like, there's little things that I know that that were very, very uh, helpful for me. Um, and then, you know, we always carried ourselves the right way. Like, we played hard. We won at home, and we were pretty successful all the way until the very last game when you got when I got hurt. And, you know that. You, you can't really, um, you know, the games that I remember are the games that we lost. Like, I do remember some fun moments and big games and winning on the road and those, but the ones that sting the most are like, if I could have just done that, if I wouldn't have turned the ball over there, like if I wouldn't have been banged up and nursing what a shoulder, like we would have won, you know, like things like that, that are the things that I look back and wish we could have figured out. But um, I think that's just the competitor in you. Uh, so, um, but more than anything, the, the, the older I get, the, the more I'm proud to have attended the best university on the planet, right? My experience there, playing football there, representing the school. Like, I feel like that not only was important to me at the time, but it's still important to me, right? Like yeah. that's, that's a, that's a badge of honor to go to school there and play there. And like, I, I wear that with pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, again, it was really great to hear you say that you talked to Sam, who was such a gamer and such, and he wore the, you know, the badge of pride and he had, he dealt with turmoil, right? Like you didn't, you, you talk about how you were happy to deal with consistency. He dealt with some turmoil. Quinn talking with Quinn, who's also like, look, 
say what you will about Quinn Light. He hit his development. Sometimes he misses throws last year. He's obviously, you know, gotten a lot better this year, but he comes back from injury like no other, man. Like he comes back, even if he's like not 100%. We saw him come back at TCU just to, you know, try to help this team win. And he's a gamer and it's great. I've seen video, you know, recently of other guys and other programs who are successful. Both guys, <laughs> there we go. Both guys, that's what we're talking What's about. Up, buddy? Future Longhorn right there. The future. <laughs> What's up, baby? What's up, buddy? Hook him. Hook him. Do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dude, you know what you're talking about, Sam, and I know you're you're going on that, but I'm a I'm like Cole. You know, there's some guys who left. You know, Shane Bouchel. Love Shane. Yeah. One, one, one of the coolest Busted kids. Ass. Another, you know, guy that that we love to death. David Ash, unfortunately, had the injuries. Yeah. But there's so many dudes that have come through who just get it. They're Texas kids. We love them. Um, Rest in peace, even Sneed. He ended up leaving after Colt won the job, but still, good guy that kept in touch with. So it's it's interesting that even the guys during our time that left, it was reluctant. It was it, the culture was in such a good place that they did what they had to do for their career, but we never. It was never hard feelings. And it's like Malik, that's what we're gonna have with Malik. I think it's yeah. exactly. I honestly was reaching out to. I can't say this publicly. But I guess I was like, I was like Baylor, y'all better go get him. Keep him in the Big Twelve. I don't hey, <laughs> double agent. Hey, I knew it. That's a Mark kid right there. Yeah, that's. <laughs> hey, we're leaving y'all. Y'all need to go get him. He likes this state. So he, well, and I, he bought in too, though. Like he came in. Like was it pretty? No, but he came in and did what he had to do. And we are. He is such a massive part of why we're here today. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I love that Sark was the one of the most vocal coaches about saying, Hey, these kids should be able to stay through the bowl game because if they were a part of something and they, and they gave their all for a program, which he you did. Know, yeah, yeah. That they should be able to be with the team and that the portal maybe could open after bowl season was done. Right. It makes like, all the sense in the world, you know, for them to have to do that before. And again, there's, there's the ones who are going to get in regardless. And then there's that next level of ones who are like, listen, I have to do what's best for my career in this right setting this climate that we're in but i love the burn orange you saw in his message i'm going to be a long one for life and that's when it's disappointing that they can't make their decision and if they're them and their coach are willing to let them play or be a part of it that they can't so it's it's, it's a while like like i think Cole said it a million times it's a very different time but um for the most part just super exciting that we're in the mix and all the above uh before we even go into the the, the favorite moments so, Colt, you're in Arizona, um, 14 years. I've been telling you to come back to Austin for a long time, but, you know, you had to do what you had to do. Um, and it's a damn, dang good job. Now the little man's right there. Um, what, what's what's next for Colt? Now, certainly play more. You don't need to work and all that. Hang with the fam. That's the clear one. But what, what, what do you, what, what's next? We'll see, man. I I, I think it's it's been a pretty um... – big blessing to have like this fall, like with my family and, and kids and uh, to kind of process and think about, you know, I, I, I was, I was hoping to jump back in, but I, man, my elbow just does not feel great and kind of dealing with that. But I'm, I'm also in a really good place, like um, mentally. And, and, you know, I, I look forward to kind of, you know, maybe staying in the game a little bit from, on, on the media side, maybe some broadcasting and I've kind of dabbled in that a little bit. Like maybe there's an opportunity there. Uh, but I'm also looking into like, you know, business opportunities and getting back to Texas and, 
got a lot going on kind of that side. So not, not put my finger on anything yet, but, but just, you know, excited about um, getting back to Texas at some point and, you know, spending time with my family and kids kind of buying back some of the time that, you know, they've sacrificed yeah. for me over the last 14 years and um, see what, see what's next. Dude, I got to say that two things to that one. I have one picture, one sports picture in my house. And Rachel <laughs> gave us one of, of our time and Stacia let me put that one in the house. Nice. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> um, in full transparency, when I heard about all of it, clearly I, I shot you a text, but I dealt with that, man. You're, you're, you're going to workouts. You're doing this. Having a family with four kids, and, and this is what a lot of people don't know, man. You're having these workouts. You're having to relocate. I always want your career to go as far and as for as long as it was. But as a friend, I was like, golly, I hope you don't take half of these jobs. Yeah. And because it's a duty. You know, your family's there, and, yeah. and, and, and you're enjoying that time. I actually played on two teams when my family was in Texas, and it sucked. And yeah. so um, – that's I'm just I'm, I'm super pumped that you got to chill with the crew. And I know Rachel and, and, and the little ones appreciated that. Yeah, no, it's it's been great. Again, I have lots of opportunities, lots of calls. I, I just at the end of the day, like just, you know, my elbow didn't feel great. Um, and, you know, really just kind of living in the moment, like yeah. excited about what's next. So, yeah, we'll see. Awesome, right, man. Well, we're, we're, yeah, we're ready. We're, we're, we're ready to rip it, man. That was great, Colton. Obviously, you know, we're pulling for whatever you got next. <laughs> you got us rooting yeah. for you. T, you kick it's us off with fun. your – you kick us off with the two-minute drill, and then, Nick, you take it after him with the, with the rest of the questions. Yeah. Who, just, me? No, T. Oh, Not you. Not you. Sorry. Not you. Thank God. Nikki's got, <laughs> Nikki's got him ready to rip, but Toss has a first one. Yeah, right. I just I just wanted to – I mean, you played, you know – two years in Arizona with, with Cliff. And I was just going through your NFL career. This is just an, as an aside, there's so yeah. many big 12 guys that were on rosters with you. I imagine some of those conversations were a lot of fun, whether they were in the quarterback room or elsewhere. Crab but, I'm sure he talked some crap to you. Mm, I mean, Brand, how about, how about Brandon who you probably, you know, you played with and against, right? Yeah. That's I, I can imagine was a lot of fun, John, between y'all two guys. Um, is there something that we don't know? about Kyler Murray that you feel like people should know? Because, you know, as Texas fans, obviously he tormented us playing at OU, but he, he's a young guy who catches a ton of flack from the national media. And mm -hmm. I just, I didn't know if there's something that, that people miss being in the locker room with him. And obviously he's, he's a tremendous talent, but I don't know. Just wanted to throw yeah, that out to he, he is, he is uh, an, a ridiculous athlete, right? Like um, just, like fun to watch because it's like I'll never be able to do that. <laughs> I was kind of the same feeling I had like watching Vince Young for a year as a redshirt freshman. Like, yeah, I'll never be able to do that. Like, I I got to figure out what my strengths are, but but I I won't ever it won't ever look like that. Um, and and I I think yeah I think Kyler catches a lot of heat. Um, he's he's an ultimate comp competitor. Um, when he steps inside the white lines, like it's it's go time. Um, and he works really hard at his craft. You know, he's coming off a knee. Um, you know, he's, he's played pretty good over the last three or four weeks. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a new offense. It's a new new fit. It's new coaches. It's a new front office. Like, there's a lot of new there, and you know, he's kind of navigating his way through that, uh, and and coming off injury. So, um, I still think he has a bright future ahead of him. And um, you know, I, I spent two years with him and got to know him very well. Like, and, you know, I'll, I'll always pull for him. 
I tell you what, and Cole always is ultimate class act. But he should have taken that baseball money. You see Shohei Otani. <laughs> bro, he should, what he should have done is went to the A's and, and he would have got some guarantee. Yeah, but Vegas. He'd be in Vegas out. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't, it makes you vomit. Hey, was that ever discussed at all in the locker room? Like, hey, like, even a shot to maybe go back to baseball? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know he could do it. He's that kind of athlete. Uh, he always wore like Oakland A's hats or stuff like that. So <laughs> That's awesome. I, think he I always do if they gave me for a Midley. <laughs> <laughs> he always did it enough to let, let everybody know that it, it was an option, you know? Yeah. But he's, he's committed to football. He's, yeah. he's um, you know, he's, he's a competitor. Um, and, you know, they're, they're going through a tough year this year, but I, I imagine he'll respond. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nick, All right. take us away. Four yep, minutes. Let's do it. So these uh these first couple questions are in the same vein. So I'm gonna start with who are the top four running backs in Texas history? Ooh. In your opinion. Uh Earl and Ricky, Jamal. That would be the that would be the three that come to mind. Um and, and then after that, dude, like there's been so many good ones. Uh so tough. Like to be honest, I, I, I'm not saying this guy is 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 the best, but I will say that like the MVP till he got hurt with Brooks, like, yeah, he was like the X factor. Like, they needed yards, like he grinded them out. Um, and then we've put a bunch of guys in the league over the last few years, right? Like anybody He's else? On Foreman, you know, you, yeah. have John, you got Foreman. You have I mean, yeah. you have a lot. Well, we we had my man from uh, Heat, Roshan, yeah. Oh, Roshan. I mean, we, we have a lot. We have some good running backs roll through there. Yep. Uh, and, yeah. and obviously, obviously, said too. Said B. Obviously, he's, he's said B. Like that's. I didn't get to play oh. with said. I, I mean, but you know. Oh, that's that might be my four. No offense to any of the other ones. Yeah, I love the mention of Brooks, man. He, oh, Ricky said Jamal would be would certainly Brooks and carry Brooks, the mantle. Brooks and Bijan would be co. Uh, you know, they'd be. What do you get when you're you're just out on the outskirts? Honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, who's who's your Mount Rushmore of Texas players? I'm, I'm throwing you hard ones. So so four Mount Rushmore of your Texas players. Oh my gosh! Like in my time, or just like forever? Just like all time. Um. I mean, again, you gotta you gotta put like Earl and Ricky in there. Um, the Heisman's. You know, you gotta put Vince. Um, I'm talking like Novus. all skill guys, but there's always there's so many, always big Novus, guys. Street. I mean, there's so many dudes. Street never lost his job. I was talking to Metcalf this morning, and he was like, "Oh, great, no, great, no. great, dude. Metcalf's <laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Humble, humble answer, I'll say the least. <laughs> there's a lot of those, a lot of guys, man. All right, I'll yeah. start throwing some easier questions at you. Who's your funniest teammate? Very at, at, at UT, at Texas. Yep. I, 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 that's a good question. I used to just love the banter in the locker room. Like we had a lot of funny dudes, but Chris, Chris Obanai would kind of kind of wild everybody up. Um, and, and he would he would ask like the right questions and get like some hilarious responses from guys. I mean, I, I you know, everyone has like a little bit different personality back in the day, but like. Jamal Charles is so funny to me. I was about to say JC I'm, was funny. As I'm a sweet is funny to me. Um, yeah. um man, there's a uh, bunch, there's a bunch of dudes. Like I loved all the walk-on guys. Like 
they had, <laughs> they had front row seat to like everything that was going on. And like, if you became boys with some of them, like all they did was make fun of all the other players. Yeah, <laughs> Hilarious. So it's like you, like it just Chris Wheatland. We're the, we're the comedic relief. We're the, we're the tackling dummy <laughs> and the comedic relief. It's yeah, always entertaining. Yeah. Um, all right. Who's uh, your most underrated teammate you've played with at Texas? <clears throat> um, <laughs> I would say, I would say, you know, the guys that I played with, you know, my last two years, the offensive line guys from like, Nice. Chris Paul and Charlie Tanner, Adam Ulatowski. I was thinking of Uli. Uh, the first like, thing that popped those ahead guys like, you know, they're skinnier than me now. And somehow they played, you mm. know, college football in the trenches, right? And, you know, we weren't ever just like extremely dominant up front, but we held our own literally every week. And, mm-hmm. and, and a big reason was, you know, those guys were smart. They used their leverage right. And, you know, I mean, th- those guys were, those guys were fun. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, definitely, um, you know, not talked about very often. Yeah. Right? What you hear is like, oh, Texas didn't put out an <laughs> offensive lineman in the NFL for like ten years, from like two thousand seven to whatever. I'm like, yeah, but like, those guys were gamers. Like those guys figured it out, right? Yeah, no doubt. Who's one player that you'd want to take from this Texas team right now and put him on your Texas team? Yeah, Sanders, right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought JT you. I that was JT is a that was an easy answer for you. That was easy. I th- I thought maybe you would say that, but then I kind of like I try to like answer that from your perspective. In my yeah, head, I mean, but then I, I if you think off. about it, like that was kind of the one thing that you know when Blaine Irby got hurt, like yeah. the tight end position, we we ended up going, we ended up spreading it out, right? Yeah. Like, and we adjusted, right? Having Quan and Jordan was like a luxury, but had we had a tight end, you know, and being able to like get in some different personnel groups, it would have been a, it would have been a big, big, big factor for us. Mm-hmm. Most quick uh, Best barbecue <laughs> in all of Austin. Ooh. <laughs> so many. Hold on, come out. Is it in Austin or kind of central Texas? Cause that Austin, 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 Austin. Austin. Okay. Cause I'm talking snows. I'm, I'm there's a lot of, <laughs> cause there's you a place know, in Mark. It's really good. Best <laughs> <laughs> uh, barbecue in Austin. Like, like right now, the place that yeah, I probably yeah. frequent the most is probably Terry Black's. Easy. Like, really easy. good. I mean, I love Franklin's too. Um, yeah. but the convenience of not not Rudy's like Rudy's company at Cali. Do they have Rudy's out there? No, no man. I brought no, this no. I brought this back with me. I love Rudy's. You guys you guys know my Rudy's story, right? No, no. So it's going into my senior year. And it's Thursday night before the Saturday game, and I'm sitting in the compliance office begging not to get suspended for the first half of my first game of my senior year because I took a picture with a Rudy's bottle. Uh, I paid for my meal. Oh, my God. You paid for your meal and they still did that? The manager asked me to take a picture. You know, they put those pictures on the wall with a Rudy's bottle. Like, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And somebody said that I took a picture and got a free meal. And, like, I'm, I'm – I'm literally begging compliance to like not suspend me for the first half. Ugh, like nobody so knows that because we couldn't get anything. You like if you if somebody gave you a quarter, you were gonna get suspended. Dude, I'm about to say now you get a check for that. Oh, <laughs> you get a lot. You get a fat, fat check more than a Rudy's for life. Yeah. yeah, but I love yeah. I love Rudy's. Rudy's is yeah, fantastic. Rudy's. There's actually a Rudy's here in Phoenix. Oh, nice. Hey, there yeah. we go. Worldwide. Um, all right. What's your favorite Mac Brown quote? <laughs> <laughs> 
Frazier uh, what? Mac Brown quote. Q, you can answer this too. Or like something that he like left with you. Um, he left a lot. I mean, um, most of the time people don't understand that, like how hard he was on you. Like mm. you get behind a closed door, like you're getting ripped. Right. <laughs> like, um, so the expectation was high and he always put his arm around you. Like he knew how to, he knew how to push you to your limits. Right. Um, man, I would say like every year we sort of, we sort of had a theme, you know, sometimes if you put on a wristband, he would put on some shirts or whatever. But I, I just always love the fact that like I would get in the situation, a game, second half of the game, like you're trying to win. And he was always the calmest guy on the sidelines. And, you know, one of the things I don't remember if it was our freshman or sophomore year, you know, he, he used to walk around saying, take that aim, take that aim, just take that aim. Just, just go do it. You know, and like, and for me as a quarterback, I just was like, fine. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to lock in and like, you know, I know, you know, that's a cliche, but um, at the time it was like a, it was like a calming sort of um, thing that he used to always say. I, I don't know if it was our thing. I don't know if it was a team thing, but it was just like, Hey, I trust you go out there and like, let it rip. Oh, that, but that also I mean as Texans and hunters and there's so many things where it resonates. You're like, yeah, yeah. it is that. <laughs> right. Just kind of execute that piece of it. And for me, it's a couple of pieces. It's clearly the the don't let this be the best thing that ever happened to you in the national championship game. That's in a whole nother world of its own, considering all the context. But personally, very personally, it was if you ever want to come back, you have a scholarship. It's the best thing ever. And he lived up to it. I didn't touch a football for five years wow. and um, called him again. And, and Wow. Baseball body and all went and uh, came back in 05, and it was uh, like, like the best decisions ever made. Five I mean, years, yeah, right, dude. Five years, ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's wild. <laughs> that's, well, that's wild, dude. A couple that's more free quote. Uh, well, there's only a few of us that could do that, you know what I mean? <laughs> Kyler, Mur <laughs> Kyler Murray, <laughs> like that's it, <laughs> Kyler. Um, what is your favorite Quan Cosby moment? Um, I mean, there's a ton. Like, I, I mean, everybody talks about the Fiesta Bowl catch and the game winner, which was which was awesome. I remember, I re, I vividly remember a play. Um, we used to run, like, it's my freshman year, and Quan's playing the X receiver, and we're playing Oklahoma State. We ran this. We we have this play called Menu Two, which was like a glance backside by Quan for single high looks. The op, the, the the concept, the side of the the, the progression versus any shell look is to the front side. It's like an option route by the slot receiver, mandatory outside release go ball by the by the outside guy and a and a flat route. You know, so you pull the pull the flat player and you kind of option route the hook player. And so Oklahoma State was playing a lot of cover two of that game and we had hit some hole shots to Quan. And Quan was like, man, menu two I'm wide open. And I'm like, dude, it's cover two. He's like, throw it. It's <laughs> Like I, it's, there's a big hole right there. So sure enough, I'm calling you two, Tampa two look, and I just rear. I cut, try to hold the hook player with my eyes, and I fire back and I throw the glance. He's wide open. He catches it. I kid you not, like big play in the game. I come off the sidelines and Coach Davis is like put the headsets on. It's so like it's cover two. We don't throw the glance backside. <laughs> right? 
And I'm like, hey, like we can talk about this after the game. I'll tell you what happened. But like, <laughs> Juan, Juan, had, Juan and Jordan were special to play with because they, you know, there was routes on paper, and then there was there was routes that got open, right? Yeah. And they they always understood how to get open, and that's that's just that's an art, and you know, it was fun. Small town thing too when. And the ship was receiver, but playing quarterback and just knowing, trying your best to be on the same page as Colt and the way we played. And, and I, I will say, as an old man, kind of armchair guy now, I was like, we got a lot of Madden players. They're great players, but they don't know the game. Like, I feel like we did in our time. And so it, you can make truly, not in game, you can make series adjustments, and we did. And we'd go off and and, and be like, listen, you're playing this, they're in and it's Dude, it was so dang fun being able to do that and move to the Y, move to the X, move to the Z. So, no, right on. I remember well, I laughed when you said that because I knew exactly <laughs> what was coming. <laughs> but, Hearing y'all's context of like Colt being a freshman and Quan coming back after not touching a football for five years and being the older man, like no, I'm sure there's like Colt's a freshman and I, I'm twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> I had to listen to him. We had no choice. Colt, we got one more for you, but first, Quan, what is your favorite Colt McCoy memory? Oh man, like you said, dude, we have so many times. It was uh really I, I for me actually I grew up in a small town, so there's two of them. One, it was driving to Waco, his now amazing wife oh, yeah. and dropping him off in Baylor because she's a Baylor girl. And uh my little daughter and hanging out, that was always cool because now that they have four kiddos, phenomenal family, that is off the field. Uh, that, that was pretty, pretty fun and talking ball and, and getting on the same page. But but really for me, it was him winning the job. I mean, Colt's mm. humble about it, but it wasn't. I mean, he was up against a five-star dude who had every fraction of the tools of a five-star dude, but he worked his butt off to win the job and and, and the rest is history. So it, it was all the, way, all the way back. And then I came back the second time in the same class, Lamar, all the above. So, yeah, I, th- those are easy for me. The football piece of it, we worked hard enough, and that was that was that was icing on the cake. But, yeah, that's uh, right. The, the the rest of it was uh, really what it was about. This is the last question, Colt. Every guest gets this who comes on our show. What is your favorite memory as a Texas Longhorn? Oh man, playing or just anything, dude. It yeah, could it could be, be now as a fan and anything. Your yeah, Longhorn of the life. Yeah, right. Oh man, my favorite memory as a Texas Longhorn. Um. Man, I would say, um, I would say just like, you know, taking so much pride in like winning home games and like performing and uh, all that, like, you know, my senior year, like last game of the last game of the year, you know, there's um, chances to like break records and throw for crazy amounts of yard. I can't, I think we might've been playing Kansas and I think, you know, coach Brown pulls me off the field, like randomly, like late, late in the game and like in the middle of a drive and just sits there and lets like me get a standing ovation. Wow. And I just, I like, you're so locked in, you know, like one of the things I always did as a player is I would like, I would come on the field and I would, you know, pregame, right before kickoff, I would just kind of look around. I'd look everywhere, like all over, like stadium fans on the road at home and kind of just take a breath, try to take it in. 
and then that's it. Like you, 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 you can't look at that anymore. Right. Can't get caught up in anything. And so like, that was the first time I ever in a game, just like looked at the stadium and looked at the people and everybody's standing, we're winning and we're going to bowl. Like we're, we're number one in the country, whatever we were. And it's like, man, like I felt a little bit sort of, um, I was so humbled, like felt a little bit awkward that like, I don't like this moment. Like you guys don't need to do this for me. But then that, like, that was it. I came off the field, I shot the cannon. We won the game. And I just remember going back to my locker thinking like, dad gummit, like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to do that again. Right. And that was a, that was a sweet deal that, that, um, that coach Brown, I don't know if it was planned or not, but how, how it happened. That was, um, that was pretty special. It's like because Brown had the sixth sense about all the right things. It's kind of wild. Yeah. It's like, dude, you did that at the perfect moment. How? What? You have kind of a lot of things to deal with too. But going back to the speech after the natty, I'm like, huh? huh? Yeah. Your first national championship. That's what you said, and it was so right and so perfect. And so that was. That's yeah, I mean, it's just that. That's something that I, that I just you know, as you asked me, I remember like there's a lot of big games played there. A lot of fun. I mean, dude, like awesome, but. That, that one sticks out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy you say that. And then going back to like what we have going on now as a team, Sark putting Brooks back in the game, right? Yeah. In the Big 12 Especially. championship. That's like the, that is, that it just reminds you of that, like the change in culture, a coach who cares about his players and knows and is not leaving a single stone unturned, is covering every inch of what he has to cover. Uh, that's what a leader of men really is. Colt, Thank you so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, uh, as always, enjoy the holidays. Q, uh, happy early birthday, Q. I, yeah, to man. you, man. We're, our birth, we're birthday buddies. Uh, and thank you for joining. Always great to talk football with a foreign player. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Horns yeah, up, man. talking hey, Merry Texas. Merry Christmas pot. to y'all. Y'all coat best to the crew. Merry Christmas. Tell them hello. Will do. Uh, that's it, See, baby. Horns up, right, talking huh? Texas podcast. Let's, Fisher, win, man. <laughs> let's get let's a win. Let's get a win. natty, baby. Fisher yeah. to Southwest, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, the Quan Cosby, and number 12, Colt McCoy. We'll see you guys next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.